This is the Monday, December 27th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight, so settle in and we'll set you up in a little more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. It is Monday. Christmas has come and gone. Tyler Fulgham and Aaron Dolan with you here on the Daily Wager Podcast. We have, of course, some Monday night football to dive into. We'll touch on the NBA card as well. Uh, however, Aaron, the Monday night game on ESPN, please turn on your TVs, give ESPN the ratings that we need and deserve, <laughs> but uh, maybe cook a dinner or, or get out the uh, the good liquor tonight because it might be a, a snooze fest down in New Orleans. We have a Saints team on their fourth string quarterback, Versus a Miami team that comes in hot, having won six games. The Dolphins favored by three in New Orleans, but the total is a microscopic 37 and a half because of the Saints situation at quarterback. So let's start with that side and or total. Are you going to make a play on either of those, Aaron? I feel like if I'm going to play this, I kind of lean towards the under, which is no fun. But the totals drop from 41 to 37. The Saints just shut out. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 9-0 mm-hmm. in their last game. We know their defense is great. And then Miami's defense is also hot right now. So we are going to expect a low-scoring affair. Plus, Miami ranks second in the NFL in fewest yards allowed. So, I mean, you have Ian Book, too. He's going to be starting for the Saints, like you mentioned, fourth-string quarterback. Um, this is his first NFL career start. That kind of stinks that it's going to be in prime. Like, that is just nerve-wracking. Prime time, <laughs> uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, as you talked about, the Miami Heat, they're heating up. They're 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games. And remember, they were 1-7 and seven to start the season, so they definitely are picking things up. But they haven't played, you know, amazing competition. Their best win was definitely over the Ravens. But other than that, it's been soft competition. But this spread, obviously, has swung pretty pretty largely. Uh, the Saints opened minus 3.5. It's now Saints plus 3. Um, and as for the Saints, they're 2-6 and six against the spread in primetime games in the last two seasons. So I'm just going to stay away from that. If I'm playing any of the major markets, I lean towards the under. Same here. Uh, 37.5 is comically low, but it's for good reason. This is the, that, that's the game plan for the Saints to win. We just saw them play a game against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that featured a grand total of nine points. Nine points were put on the scoreboard in that game. They shut out of the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. So I actually kind of think the Saints win this game. Uh, despite being on their fourth, you know, string quarterback, quarterback has not been the reason they've won this season. They don't win because either Jameis Winston or, you know, Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon or now Ian Book is going out there Good and putting point. up, you know, Josh Allen-like numbers. They win because they can run the football, control the line of scrimmage. They don't turn the ball over. Now, if Book does that, that's a different story. He's got to take care of the football when he does drop back to throw the few times that he's asked to do so. But the defense, the defense, the defense is the reason why the Saints win ball games this year. And I think the coaching of Sean Payton. We just saw it on display again in that victory over the Buccaneers. So I, I know the Dolphins come in hot, but I think you make a great point about the context of their win streak. We have to consider the teams that they've beaten. Are they as good as the Saints? I don't think most of them are. I do think the Saints have the great benefit of Sean Payton, the great benefit of a great defense that will be performing at home in one of the loudest environments in the NFL. And although Tua's played some good football this year, is he necessarily a quarterback that I give carte blanche trust to go into a hostile environment and perform up to expectation or standard? I don't think he's reached that level with me yet. So 
I would grab the three with the Saints or better yet, just take the spread out and play on the money line for a better return on an investment at plus 145. I think that's a good price for the Saints at home. Um, but again, the, the under is probably the play. Maybe isolate a team total. The Dolphins is 20 and a half. The Saints is only 16 and a half. I mean, I, I guess I, if I had to pick one, it'd be the Dolphins under 20 and a half since I'm projecting that the Saints win this game. Um, 16 and a half is super, super low. Uh, when you have someone like Alvin Kamara and you have a defense that can make plays. So I think I'm talking myself into if I have to isolate one team that's driving this total for the game under, it'd be the Dolphins going over t- under 20 and a half. Their offense is kind of intact with Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki, now Duke Johnson maybe uh, getting the, the uh, bell cow roll in the backfield. But again, this Saints defense, one of the most underrated units, I think, in the NFL. They're elite. They're an elite NFL unit, and I don't think they get that type of credit uh, consistently enough uh, in the national media. So that's why I'm projecting the Saints defense drives them to a victory here and keeps the scoring low like they did last week uh, against Tom Brady. Um, The player prop market, uh, again, some some lines that are really, really low, obviously, with just an Mm -hmm. expected point total of 37 and a half. Is there anyone on either team, though, that you think provides a number that is worth attacking? Well, we know that Jalen Waddell is back. He's off the COVID list. He leads Miami with 86 catches, 849 receiving yards. I like him anytime touchdown at plus 200. I would take a look at that. I also like him over six and a half receptions because it's at plus money. Like you mentioned, the Saints defense is pretty underrated and it honestly is elite at this point. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the player props you're seeing, they're juiced towards the under and who likes juice and the under. So if you can kind of find plus money, it's something you think (laughs) is going to hit. Now, with Jalen Waddle, he has had nine receptions in his last two games before going on the COVID list, so maybe take a look at that. Also, since Malcolm Jenkins is on the COVID list, look at Mike Gesicki. He has a good chance of hitting over his receiving yards at 41.5. He's hit over this number in 10 of 14 games this year. Again, his number is juiced to the under 41.5, but I just think considering Malcolm Jenkins is out, that he might have a chance at hitting over this receiving yards. I know the Saints defense is really good against the rush, so Tua might have to be throwing the ball, and I think that Mike Izzicki is one of his favorite players to throw to. So those are two that I like. But again, this is it's it's really hard to handicap with COVID. Um, you know, so many unknowns with these players. Right. And look, we don't know how he's going to look, but you can count on the Saints defense. But no, I, I I'm with you. This is hard. This is difficult. Uh, if gambling was easy, everyone would do it. Uh, especially if uh, <laughs> very true. If uh, with all the COVID um, issues around the league, you know, affecting who is going to be available, who is going to not be available, then you have to project how coaching staffs are going to adjust their game plan for who is available and who is not available. And that's what makes it difficult. So obviously the biggest variable we have in this game is Ian Book making his first ever NFL start. And how is Sean Payton going to utilize him? Is he going to keep kid gloves on him? Is he going to change the game plan from Taysom Hill uh, or Trevor Simeon? How is he going to do it? That's hard to project. Uh, We do have some constants though, and that's what I'm going to try and um, leverage into smart wagers in the player prop market. The Miami Dolphins don't really have a good running game. I know Duke Johnson showed well, but that was against the Houston Texans. This week they go up against the best run defense in the NFL. The the, the New Orleans Saints are the hardest team in the NFL to run against. They allow the fewest yards per carry in the National Football League. So I think that means Tua Tungavailoa is going to have to drop back more and throw the football. When you have Gasicki, Waddle back, Devontae Parker, your healthy cadre of wide receiver weapons, there is a prop in the market for 30 
It just on my screen, as I'm saying this, it just moved from 32 and a half to 33 and a half on Caesar Sportsbook. I kid you not. I literally just watched it change um, from 32 and a half to 33 and a half. And I would 32 and a half was juiced to minus 130. Now 33 and a half is even money. Um, I would go over again. I don't think smart coaching from Miami would dictate do not run the football at New Orleans. That is a losing proposition. Try your best to be efficient, dropping back to a tongue of Iloa and attacking the Saints secondary, which is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not as dominant as the run defense. So I'm literally giving you a market that is changing in the moment. It was 32 and a half. See if you can find that at other, uh, other shops, but 33 and a half is the number that just popped up on Caesars. I would go over pass attempts for Tua Tungabailoa as the uh, most rational way to attack the Saints defense. And then there's Alvin Kamara. He's a constant that we do know that Sean Payton has um, for this Saints team. Um, his rushing yardage prop is 59 and a half. His rushing plus receiving prop is 91 and a half. His receiving prop is 25 and a half. I'm, I think I'm most willing to drop that receiving prop, which is dropping. It was 28 yesterday. It's now 25 and a half. Again, that's a number that just changed. It was 26 and a half about 10 minutes ago. My best guess is Sean Payton's going to try and manufacture some easy touches for Alvin Kamara in the screen game. And not ask Ian Book to attack the defense at the intermediate and deep levels. So Kamara is a guy who can command four, five, six, seven, eight targets a game. And 25 and a half is a very low uh, number, especially since those are high percentage throws for Ian Book to make. You're not asking him to do anything crazy. Just dump it off to Kamara, see if you can get some blockers out in front and see if Kamara can make something happen. Usually when you get the ball in his hands, something happens. So that's the player prop market I'm going to attack. A couple of overs in an under game. Tua over 33 and a half pass attempts, Camara over 25 and a half receiving yards. So hopefully the game uh, surprises us and is a little more exciting than what is going yes. to be suggested with uh, what we see there. Uh, Monday night football on ESPN in new Orleans saints, three point home dogs against the Miami dolphins. All right, let's turn our attention to the association here real quick. Uh, pretty good Monday slate. This is another league that's being wrecked and ravaged by COVID issues. Um, I will, I'll run yep. through really quickly the uh, sides and totals that I'm on. And you can give, I know you have a few player props that you think are worth attacking based on that COVID uh, news. Let me start with Chicago. They're on the road at Atlanta. Atlanta is a team that is maybe the most wrecked and ravaged by COVID right now. They have like eight or nine players available. None of them are Trey Young, their best player. This line kind of smells funny to me, though. Um, it seems like it's too low for what Atlanta's going through. Even though they're at home, the Bulls, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, only laying five and a half on the road. That seems too low, but I'm going to throw my uh, fish hook in the water and see if I can pull something out. I think the Bulls are just too good for an Atlanta team who's been really, really good at home. But uh, it's going to be without, you know, five, six, seven, eight of their primary rotation players. So I think DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and the Bulls should be able to take care of this game, uh, laying five and a half in Atlanta against a completely undermanned Hawks team. The other um, game that I am looking at, it's a total. San Antonio is at home against the Utah Jazz. Total is 230. Seems a little high, but I'm going to go over that. You know my rule of thumb with San Antonio this year, uh, Aaron, when they are at home, play the over. The over yes. is 13, two and one when San Antonio is playing in their home gym, 13, two and one. That's way over 80%. This is a high total, but I think the Spurs who played yesterday and hung like 140 on the Detroit Pistons, they just play so fast 
on offense. And Utah will gladly play that tempo. They will gladly play whatever tempo you want. And when and they have Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Bogdanovich, got Jordan Clarkson, who will gladly just get up and down the floor and chuck. So I think Utah will provide a lot of points this game. The problem is, will San Antonio score against Utah's defense? Since it's at home, I'm going to trust the trend. 13 2 and 1 to the over. 230 is large, but these are two teams that can score especially Utah against San Antonio's defense on the second half of a back-to-back. So I'm going to play that total over 230 and lay the five and a half from Chicago on the road against Atlanta. You're digging into the player prop market. What do you have yes. for the people? Well, piggybacking off the Utah-San Antonio pick that you were making, the last time these two teams met, the Spurs won 128 to 126. That was on December 17th. Player prop that I like for tonight, Mike Conley over 16 and a half points. He's hit this. In three of the last four games, you talked about this total being so high, so I expect some players to put up big points. Also talking about the uh, Bulls-Atlanta game, Atlanta is trying to end that seven-game losing streak on its home courts. Maybe the line is impacted slightly by that, but, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, his player points just went up to 25.5. He's number five in the NBA in scoring right now, averaging 27 points. He had 24 against the Pacers on Sunday, but in his last six games, he's had 179 points. That is insane. So I might just hit over on uh, over on DeRozan for tonight just because, I mean, this man is hot. Why bet against him? Also, uh, Houston-Charlotte, the total at 234.5. It's come down from 235.5, but I'm looking at Christian Wood over 18.5 points. He's hit this in four straight games, and the first time these two teams met, Houston won 146-143 to 143 in overtime. So we know that these players can really battle it out and put up some points there. Uh, lastly, Memphis Phoenix, uh, Mikel Bridges over 12 and a half. He's hit this in three of the last four games. Also Jaron Jackson Jr. over 17 and a half points. He's hit this in three of the last five games. Uh, for me, I kind of like Memphis covering in this one. Um, it's plus eight right now. I'm not, I don't love it, but I do. If I'm going to bet any of the spreads today, I do like to back the Grizzlies against the Suns. Those yeah. are some of the player props that I'm yeah. keeping an eye on. A lot of overs. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, we're getting a Monday night game with a total of 37 and a half. So you got to balance it out somewhere. Hopefully some <laughs> yeah. overs in the NBA. Uh, I, I like the, I'm interested in the Memphis pick that you gave there. Phoenix is obviously awesome, but I think Memphis is, it's pretty good too. They have John Morant back and eight points um, yeah. is a, is a nice, a nice large number. Um, I think yeah, Memphis can win. There's 10 five the... against the spread too on the road. Yeah. I should have mentioned yeah. that. Pretty good yeah, against the spread. Great trend, great stat. I think they get underrated on the road, but Phoenix is Phoenix just being as good as they are would be the only thing about scaring me away from Memphis there. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I would probably uh, advise, at least from my perspective, either play Memphis or pass. Again, you don't have to bet everything, but I I am more interested in the Mm -hmm. Memphis side for sure there. Phoenix is just really, really good. Uh, All right, that'll do it for the uh, Monday edition of the Daily Wager podcast, NFL Monday Night Football, some NBA as well. A little more than 10 minutes of the bets you need as promised. Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. Aaron being a trooper, uh, a little under the weather, but getting in uh, on the mic and and doing (laughs) a great job. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, please reach out and wish her to uh, some uh, some good health as we approach the new year. She definitely needs it. But uh, good stuff as always. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast. 